Star Wars character and you're not going to be in The Mandalorian Season 2, raise your hand. It's getting ridiculous! Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> this is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks so much for joining us today. We have a very good show in store for you because a lot of it's all about Mando because every time you turn around, there's a new trade or a new blog or a new Reddit thread or a new YouTube video or a new tweet or a new Facebook post saying this person <laughs> is going to be in The Mandalorian. It's crazy. So we're going to get into all that and then try to figure out what the heck is going on with uh, Mando Season 2. It sounds like it's going to be pretty crowded. Um, but before we do that, uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Guys, we are one week away from something we hope is crowded also on Disney Plus one day. Uh, Make Solo 2 Happen Day is one week from today. May 25th, Monday. A lot of people wondering, what is that? What exactly is this? You guys are just doing an episode? No, 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 no. Uh, what you want to do is hit up all of your social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you post and use the hashtag make solo to happen early and often all day on Monday, a week from today. And we're going to try to get that thing going viral and trending once again, like we did last year and uh, have some fun with that. But we have a little bit more we're going to get into with that. I know, um, you know, as you guys know, James worked really hard to get our, uh, t-shirt store up at Teespring dot com slash store slash resistance broadcast and we have a bunch of new a lot of cool mix all two happen stuff over there right james yes absolutely i love that that uh the premium hoodie with the white strings. i was eyeing the Very premium cool. hoodie um and we mm. may or may not have uh some variants coming down the line uh with that is that true or false james you may want to keep an eye out on make solo two happen day there may be a special edition right on and with that in mind, if you already have your gear and stuff, t take photos, like really do anything involving Solo, your love for Solo, your want for Solo 2 or Solo series and use the hashtag. We're going to be retweeting it from, from everywhere. So we're going to um, blow you guys up on that and hopefully we make it a great day. Um, but Lacey, we, you know, in addition to the day itself, that night, we're going to be having some fun too. Why don't you tell everybody what we have planned and uh, how they can potentially get involved? So first of all, I thought James was going to be like, no, we don't. We don't have anything planned. And you're going to be like, all right, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, okay, I digress. Yes, we have some fun stuff planned uh, because of back by popular demand. We're opening up the virtual cantina the night of Make Solo 2 Happen to kind of do a celebratory let's get together and talk about solo and just have fun um yeah because the first one was a blast we had so much fun with everyone that uh we immediately got a ton of messages being like when's the next one yeah. um so mm -hmm. we wanted this to be a really special thing that doesn't happen all the time um yeah. so people it has some value like i i don't think it should be something that's all the time so we're doing mm -hmm. it on make solo to happen day uh so you can sign up Today, right now, yep. if you're on Patreon, you can sign up starting at 9 a.m. at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. But don't worry. If you're not a patron, that's okay. You can sign up starting at noon today, Eastern. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we'll send out a tweet about it. And if you're listening to this afternoon, you can already sign up. <laughs> and still yeah, get in there. Right. In because there. the important thing is, is there's only so many spots. Uh, I can't express enough how many days I stressed about this. I think it was a total of four uh, leading up to the first one being like, how am I going to make this happen? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So there's only so many slots because of the way that the the different sessions work. So we're going to do it based on first come, first serve. And so. you know what's good, though, too, Lacey, which a lot of people seem to enjoy who may not like the idea of being on a call is they can be a part of the live stream uh, and watch it that way, right? Yes. yes, and also if you are shy, there were so many people that just said they wanted to just be a part of the call and not say anything, and that's cool too. If you just oh, want to sure. be a part of the call, yeah. um, we're not that calling is, on people. Unless yeah, they look it's like not they a quiz show. Be. It's yeah. just it's just hanging out. <laughs> what do time. you want solo to? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So the live stream. Um, they can like comment in there, right? Like, I'm not even sure really how that goes down. Yes. So there's yeah. going to be a live stream on YouTube and you can join the chat or write in the comments. It's up to you. I think during the live stream, only the chat's open. It's one of those YouTube things. Um, but oh, yeah, we're yeah. going to be responding in there, uh, 
we're just basically building on what we did the first time and doing it better and having more fun. So I hope everyone yeah. has a good time. And the same goes for Make Solo 2 Happen Day itself. Like we, we still, we're still working on getting some cool and fun stuff done for the day. But, you know, obviously there's more expectations than last year. Last year we expected 17 people to use it. But this year we I begged expect- my mom and she was like, I don't have Twitter. Yeah. I was like, all right, Sharon. <laughs> but, you know, it should, it should be a fun day. Uh, we look forward to it. I know a lot of people are really excited about it and they have good memories of uh, celebrating Solo and it being a positive day for Star Wars fans on social media, which is hard to find these days. So we're proud about that. We look mm-hmm. forward to doing that again. But uh, more on that as this week goes on. Uh, but again, you know, get ready because a week from today it's uh, it's happening. So be a part of it and um, let us know uh, what your plans are on that day as well. But now it's time to flip the switch back to things that we don't need to try to make happen because they are happening. And mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with the Mandalorian. So we're going to send it to James right now for this week's resistance report. What's up, man? It's the resistance. Yeah, that's right. Um, John, you you said it right at the beginning, man. There's a lot of Mandalorian season two news, and it's kind of out of control, right? Uh, we're doing our best to try to figure out, you know, what is real rumors, what's you know seems like it could be plausible, that kind of stuff, based on who who's reporting it. But before we even get into all the crazy casting announcements, we just want to make sure that everybody knows that. Mandalorian season two is delivering on time. Um, and it's not us saying this, this is coming straight from the CEO of Disney, right? Um, they, uh, they were, he was doing an interview with CNBC and this is Bob Chapek. Chapek. I I still am not positive on his name. Is it Chapek? We doing Chapek here? I think it's Chapek. 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 It's more fun to say. Not Chapstick. Um, Chip Qua. It's Bob too. Uh, it's Bob number two. <laughs> Bob too. The other Bob. Back up Bob. Said, uh, <laughs> yeah, that in the midst of everything that's going on, um, you know, he just reassured everybody that despite the fact that, you know, everybody's in lockdowns and stuff, that a lot of this stuff, a lot of the actual production was done beforehand. And then the post production now is being handled from home and they uh, plan to uh, have it, you know lockdown in October, like they, they said. And, uh, another comment too, that I thought was really interesting. Um, it was from variety and, uh, I'm trying to think here who, who, who said this, who said this? Um, sorry. Oh, it was a Hal Hickle. Ready. Yes. I was looking for the name and I'm not seeing it here, but yeah, he mentioned that, you know, that the Mandalorian has uh, the regular like Avengers style blockbuster movie has about 2000 visual effects shots. And, uh, that this series has about 4,000 for season one. Yeah. And, uh, season two is no different yet. They're still, uh, knocking it out faster than they even did the last season. And that, uh, you know, that everything's moving along just perfectly right now. So in the middle of the tsunami, we're going to get it done so that everybody's going to get their baby Yodas as promised. This is what he says. Um, <laughs> all right, John, I'm going to jump to you first. What do you think about this? Do you think it's good that they're delivering on time? Yeah, of course. And it's like the no brainer thing. And we, you know, we almost didn't report this at star Wars news net because it didn't, it was, it's an affirmation more than news because, um, everything we heard officially was that it was, you know, going to premiere, in October, and there were just rumblings of people wondering and conspiring whether or not it was going to be delayed. So it's good of uh, Bob Chapek to come out and say, <laughs> letting you guys know, all you out there, Mando fans, Disney fans, it's going to be there Mando for you in October. Uh, it, it's just one of those, you know, in, in such uncertain times where things are just so crazy and, you, you know, all these productions are being delayed you know, uh, concert tours are being delayed. Things are getting punted, canceled. Celebrations probably going to get delayed for them to just come out and say that is a, not only a smart move, it's that sort of, you know, comfort security blanket that, uh, I felt like star Wars fans kind of needed because, you know, we could have said, well, they haven't delayed it yet. So it's probably October, but for him to come out and say, it's definitely coming in October. Worry not. That's a good feeling. So I love yeah. that. Um, and there's not much else to say about that. It's just um, if it was a normal year and there's no pandemic or anything and he comes out and says that, we're like, well, you have, you have no kidding. Okay, great <laughs> job, CEO. But with everything that's going on in the world right now, that's like a big deal. 
that uh, mm-hmm. we know that we're getting Armando in October and not, you know, March next year or something like that. So um, it, in unusual, in unusual <laughs> I like time. that analogy, man. It's like Fast and the Furious coming August 18th. Fast and the Furious still coming still August 18th coming. is not a story. Uh, you know? Yeah, it's so funny. But it is. Having yeah. these uncertain times, it's a big deal to have that kind of uh, affirmation of something that we mm-hmm. already knew. Lacey, uh, what do you think about this? Do you think it's a good thing? Or do you think they should have utilized the time to maybe bump it up a little bit? So I'm going to start off with a dumb question. Wasn't Bob's number one still in charge? Didn't he step back no. in? He, he, I think he he is he went back to handling a lot of the things that he was doing as a CEO instead of handing those responsibilities over. And he's still All chairman. I know is that I remember people were saying yeah. he it was announced that he was stepping back in on Easter and everyone was making the joke like got you know jesus rose today and bob's back at disney back. Like. on the third day bob returned <laughs> yeah um yeah that's funny. Yeah, he's, um, so, he's the chairman but like they weren't going to relinquish the title of ceo from chapic because then that's bad optics so i think that's bob's, what i yeah. thought so i'm just like confused because i remember seeing that story everywhere and i was like oh bob's back i think it's just like sh- i'm with you Lacey. i kind of feel thing. like i remember hearing that he was like back yeah. as ceo it's shareholders but, saying like you can't bail now like we need your leadership during this craziness and he's like okay he's like i'm still you know the chairman i'm still a part of it don't worry and that sort of thing so first bob's like here's your burger king crown you're still king don't worry just your burger king <laughs> crown uh you just think bob Iger eats at burger king Pro- everybody he eats definitely everywhere. has somebody get him burger king for him yeah. so you think he, they anything. roll up in like the big suburban with the blacked out windows and he's in the back and he's like get me the whopper he tony starks it no he's definitely yeah. like get me the whopper jr <laughs> the whopper jr it's like i gotta fit in my sweaters <laughs> yo no he's fit or whatever he's, he's a fit, fit yeah. tan man yeah um all right anyway back to bald bob bald chapik uh yeah, this isn't really news. It's just like, okay. I'm excited it's still coming out on time. You know, I think, like you guys said, it's one of those things that because everything is so up in the air all the time and it's like, it just feels like nonstop bad news, which is understandable mm-hmm. in a pandemic, but it's still like you kind of look for those moments of hope and, and positivity and optimism um, so just to like have this moment, they're like, yeah, your your show is coming back on time. You're like, thank you. I, I won one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's <laughs> something I can count yes, on. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's exciting. I'm glad Bob's given us interviews. Good for him. Way to go, Bob. Yeah, the, it was in like, I think he, he did like a video. And it's so funny that these Star Wars stories, like it's this little tiny sliver of this like big thing. And the whole interview was mainly about how Shanghai Disneyland reopened. Which it was like a ghost Mm -hmm. town. It's, did you watch the video, the walkthrough that person did? It's so like sad. Like they're all, the employees are wearing masks, just waving the people. And it's just like, they're like, like if they made a theme park out of Chernobyl, it'd be like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey man, I just finished up Chernobyl. You're like, make that it's not theme good. park? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean like the show's good, but like it's not a good situation. Know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean what what else is there to say? I'm glad that it's it's on time. I, I asked you, Lacey, which you didn't really get to. Oh sorry, but, I got um, distracted. I kinda, well, I kinda threw you for a loop a little bit. No, it's okay. Um I yeah, I, I think I don't think it means anything to, you know, like, hey, let's use this as an excuse to sit around and toy around with the with the looks of this or anything like that. At the end of the day, it's that would just cost more money. And like this is not a project that is being affected. So just let it be what it was going to be anyway. I think they're very determined and they know the look and feel of what they're doing. And everything that we've heard Mm -hmm. from John Favreau, especially about season two, has been very like we know what the plan is. And we're doing even more mm-hmm. than we did season one because we know what the plan is. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, the time would make sense if they were forced to not release it on time. But I don't I think they're yeah. if anything, I'm sure with all the park stuff going on at Disney and different productions and movies being pushed next year. I think this is an example where they're like, look, this doesn't need to be affected because it's in post-production. Let's get this done. Yeah, it's just weird. It, like we almost have more of a chance of this thing getting moved up, right? Absolutely. Than, than back mm-hmm. 
because it, it's a pretty lock-in. I mean, we just got that news. This is unrelated, but we just got the news that the Hamilton thing, which is they were going to sit on, like they already had it done. Right there. They were going to sit on it till like 2021 yeah. or 22 or something like that. And then they're like, ah, whatever. There's a big <laughs> pandemic. We need content. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it out, right? It almost seems like more likely that this show was already in the process of, of you know, being on its way to being completed. It's going to be done, and they're going to be sitting on it for a little while. It's more likely they'd move it up. We're not saying anything. I'm just saying. Bob's like, we only have so it, many Ryan Seacrest sing-alongs we can do. You, if you... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I hate Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Episode two, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. There's only so many costumes Derek Hugh or yeah. whatever is now Huff can pull out of his closet. It's um, it, it's it's kind of like, they'll, they'll never move it up because they have the date there. So there's no reason to move it up and mm-hmm. like rush anything. Or like what if they want to change things last minute or whatever. But it's like mm-hmm. such a funny thing that they finished filming right before all this happened. So it's like they, it's like... It's like when the like Han blasts the Falcon just before the Maelstrom closes up and like just gets through that little that window. Make Solo Two happen. That's mm-hmm. that's like the nice drop there. Uh, that's the Falcon uh, freeing itself, and that's Mandalorian just getting past the the pandemic and post production's right. there for them. And it's and they can use it as like a victory lap though, even though like this is normal timing for them. And Hal Hickel's like, yeah, you know, we can knock this out, and we have to focus more and do stuff at home, but. They can be like, well, we just wanted to make sure we got this for you fans because we know you guys need it, and uh, you know they, they'll do that whole the whole PR spin, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys want to talk about who might be appearing in this said television series? I said it the other day. It's like Oprah. You're on the Mandalorian, and you're in the Mandalorian, and you're in the yeah. Mandalorian. I think Oprah's actually going to be in the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, I think she was rumored. She's she was working with uh, Apple TV, but that's a uh, that's she's playing not a talk show anymore. host to, yeah, to reunite Yoda, Baby shows. Yoda with his uh, his father. Maury was um, angry. He's like, what the hell? Like uh, like we've been saying, there's a lot of uh, different characters showing up. Uh, I think the first one that we want to talk about is the potential of Boba Fett showing up. Now, this was reported by um, The Hollywood Reporter that Tamara Morrison would be returning uh, as Boba Fett and then immediately got into speculation of the possibility that he also might be playing Captain Rex. Um, so, uh, really that, 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 that's the story, right? He, it's reported that he is involved and he will be in season two. Lacey, I'm going to jump back at you. What do you think of this? So here's the thing. (laughs) For the longest time, John and I said Mandaborian, and I know I'm someone that's definitely said that Boba Fett is overrated. Uh, mostly joking, but there's a little truth in there. Uh, so my response to that is like, okay, but at the same time, I know people really, really love this character. So it goes, I fall back into that. I'm excited for them. Um, but I'm going to get spicy for a second. I really wish we weren't finding these things out. And I said this online, like, I, I feel like we talked about this a little with Clayton. Like, I kind of wish we were finding out these things during the show because I feel like I'm being robbed of like a really fun surprise moment that would have just been more fun to experience in the moment than months ahead of time. So like I remember how I felt, how I reacted and how excited I was for Baby Yoda. So I would have loved to have those moments again, just like with the Darksaber with these characters as well. Um, and I feel like that's being robbed from me for, uh, clicks and stories, which I get it. People need to pay bills and do the news and stuff, but I kind of just wish some of this stuff would be kind of kept under wraps a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for people that love Boba Fett, but you know, as the official Boba Fett fan club said, until it comes from Lucasfilm, I'm taking it with a pinch of cinnamon. Yeah. Uh, any comments on Captain Rex? Um, I'm not a huge Clone Wars person, but again, mm-hmm. I know people love that Same character, deal. so I'm um, I'm all for it. It makes sense if Ahsoka is in it; it would make sense that he'd be with her. John, this this uh, particular actor has the likelihood of playing more characters than you than any other actor in Star Wars history, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> 
because he could play Boba Fett. He could play Captain Rex. It's, Theoretically, it's between... he could play one of, you know, 200,000 other That's characters, true. right? right? Yeah. <laughs> what about Daniel Logan? He's like... Yeah, that's the thing. You can't like everyone's always like, "Oh, get Daniel Logan back." And I'm like, "You cannot do that because that's not how clones work." And he's yeah. look exactly yeah. like Django Fett. And he <laughs> like, falls just, at the perfect yeah. age right now. Like it's kind of just it lines up right now. For Yeah, it's interesting. Well, who does? That's well, who who do you mean? Morrison. Tamara Morrison. For Rex, I think. For Boba Fett, it's a little dicier. Sure. Um, but that's um am I is it my turn? Am yes, I, it is. Go yes. ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, my thoughts. Welcome to the show, John. My thoughts are uh, yeah. My thoughts are all over on this thing. Like, man. So Boba Fett coming back, it makes you think now. Was he? Is he then that character that we thought we heard the radio signal and he's picking yeah. up Fennec Shand? Um, then maybe that is the case. Um, Tamir Morrison coming back to do that, I think, is great. I don't know that we'll see Boba Fett unmasked. So Boba Fett's supposed to be in his early 40s around this time. Tamir Morrison is 59. So you don't need to DH him. You just leave Boba Fett in his mask. Keep him keep him original trilogy Boba Fett. Mysterious, you know, not, you know, packing your bags. We're leaving little kid Boba Fett. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, the Rex thing is interesting because Rex was aged up. So he's older, obviously. And if... He was. They were flirting with him being that old dude in Return of the Jedi. Rex is clearly an old guy. If this is five years after, that makes a little bit of sense. Maybe you see a little unmasked Tamir Morrison with the hair and the 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 scarring or whatever identifies him to look like Rex. I think that'd be kind of cool. I guess. Uh, I'm not thinking you're gonna see much of him. Um, right. But what really bothers me a little bit here is the whole fan attachment thing that we were free from with the Mandalorian. So. And I made a joke tweet about this that, you know, I've learned my lesson now. I preface my tweets that I'm kidding around. So people just like take I love that you have to do that now. You're like, this is a joke. (laughs) So I wrote, just having fun, away put your weapons. That's my new like thing. Uh, So I, I, and I wrote season one of The Mandalorian, a lone gunman far from the New Republic, post-Empire, a fresh story with an array of new characters that carry no historic baggage or expectations. Season two, let's do the ending of Roger Rabbit approach. (laughs) <laughs> where it's just like every character bursts through the wall of Toontown and you have Mickey, Donald, Bugs Bunny, all these animated characters. And that's what I feel like. It's almost like follow that bird, that Sesame Street movie where every character from Muppet history or Sesame Street just pops along. It's like, remember me? Here I am. Episode mm-hmm. chapter 10 of the Mandalorian. I was in the Clone Wars. So I don't right. know. It's all kind of crazy to me. And I know we'll, you know we'll touch on more of these actors, but if someone is coming back, I think... It makes sense for Tamir Morrison to come back and do some Boba Fett stuff, I guess, um, especially with the Mandalorian armor and those ties. Uh, and some of these other actors would make sense, sense too, based on um, some of the other stuff that's going on in the Mandalorian. But I don't know. Let's keep going. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Could just be a voice, right? He could just be doing the voice. Um, in which case, uh, if you know Captain Rex isn't in the show, but it's just Boba Fett, let's say, then you, of course, you hire this guy to just come in and, and do the voices, and then he's not on screen. Do it from his home, and you don't have to worry about, yeah, any sort of this uh, this connectivity to to the age range and all that stuff, right? It just is the voice of Boba Fett, right? Um, well, James, one more thing. Captain Rex, yeah, sure. The main character of the Mandalorian wasn't even in the suit, so it wouldn't be crazy for this guy to not be either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get some stunt guy who's still, like, moving around, doing things in the industry. But couldn't it be D. Bradley Baker, then? No. That's another voice actor. He doesn't do... Doesn't he do Rex? He does all the clones. Oh, for the animated, you mean? Yeah. I think for live action, you got to bring this guy in. You got to keep that okay. continuity of the live action there. I'm just but saying, I mean, like, well, if she brings bring, up a good point, if though. If it is voice, just the voice, why wouldn't you bring in but here, D. Bradley? But it's just the voice of. See, I think the 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 main character here that is likely to be in the show is Boba Fett. Got so it. if you're getting the voice of Boba Fett, it's got to be this guy. Right. If you were getting, if the main character here, the takeaway was Captain Rex is in the show and maybe also Boba Fett. 
then you have a question of, well, who's doing the voice? It would make sense to have D. Bradley Could Baker. You, I disagree. Could you imagine they bring in D. Bradley Baker and not Ashley? I mean, we'll get to that in a second because they kind of are doing that to somebody. But, <laughs> but do you know what uh, I mean? Especially that specific example where you have someone they, else. Like, so I'm just trying to think like production standpoint wise. Tamir Morrison, I, th- I guess he still lives in New Zealand, right? Are they going to fly that guy to L.A. to do this stuff? Or are they going to like put someone who lives in L.A. who does like stunt work in the suit and then just have him record stuff like we joke about under a blanket or in his closet with a microphone? You know, I mean, I think yeah. they would do I mean, some. I, don't, I, don't I think they would do a combination of those and they wouldn't have him come in, but they would send someone out to record it for him. And, and that, that point being then we're not going to see either Rex, if Rex is even in it, this is all like speculation, or sure. Boba Fett in the show yeah. unmasked. Because sure. then if you have them unmasked, he has to be there. Right. So it's that like weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's interesting because, um, like I said, I think the only reason Captain Rex is getting brought up is because we just watched the tail end of the Clone Wars. Right. And these two characters are very highly connected. And not, not, not Boba Fett, Ahsoka who we already know is in the show. And then you're like, wait a minute, you're bringing in Tamara Morrison and, and, and you know what I mean? Like where's Rex at this time? And it makes sense that he would probably be around Ahsoka. That's probably his closest connection. Um, you know, it, it just, it starts making sense that this character could also pop up as well. And I'm, I'm curious if they would go that angle. Um, if, if I had a choice, I want him to be in the show, but he does not need to be anything special. They don't need to like give an episode devoted to him or anything like that. Like if Ashoka, if Ahsoka shows up and he's just like over there, I'd be like, boom, that's awesome. And maybe that's all they thing. need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just like one line. We need to get going or something, oh, yeah. you know, like I'd be like, this is, this is great. Although people would say like, why isn't he more of a focus? But to me, I am big on just the fact that they're there and they're acknowledged, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I, it could be even crazy, too. I, I was pitching to a friend, like, we don't we don't know that some of these other clones didn't die, so they could bring in, like, a, actually, I, I'm not positive on this, but do, is Commander Cody confirmed dead? I just assumed he was. Yeah, I kind of assumed he was, too. But if he's, you know, roughly the same age or around as rex maybe he still has he's still doing something somewhere you know a lot of people were questioning Um, if he would show up as well yeah cody you mean yeah he's gonna be in the obi Um, Obi series (laughs) yeah it's possible um kidding all right well let's let's get to the next big casting announcement and that is that katie sackoff is reportedly playing live action bo katan um bo katan crease in uh, The Mandalorian Season 2, this came from Slash Film, and um, I don't know, this this is, this is something that I feel was very obvious before even Season 1 happened, and it never came to fruition, and now I'm starting to think that they are just that far ahead. Uh, Lacey, do you want to talk about this a little bit? What are your thoughts on this casting? I actually want to hear your thoughts, James, because I know you were the one that leading up to the Mandalorian, you were like, oh, she was saying like, oh, I signed an NDA. And you were like, that clearly means she's in the show. And then it didn't happen. I remember you talking about it being like she never showed. And so when this came out, I actually thought of that, of you talking about it. So I'm interested. It's weird because well, it's weird because when they get into like rebels and resistance Mm -hmm. and and clone wars and even the mandalorian it always feels like they're really ahead of schedule on things like they know exactly what they're doing what's weird is that like some of the other tv shows are kind of falling like obi-wan and stuff there seems like they're kind of wishy-washy with that stuff but i wonder if it's dave filoni because he's involved and he's done these shows well i think it's favreau too right right i think it's weird we hear these stories it's like favreau's already working on season three you know and it's like (laughs) from his own mouth so like yeah i'm working on so (laughs) at this point right now has he already locked in the actor that's going to be playing you know returning character so and so right right now and season two isn't even out that's almost what i'm thinking is the whole katie sackoff situation i think she was locked for season two 
before season one mm. came out. So when she was like, she knew about it or she was, you know, kind of being questioned about it. She was maybe letting on a little bit too much that she was somewhat involved. Right. And then we're all like, oh, well, then this is definitely happening. And then when it never happens, we're all like, what? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that That's my personal take on it. John, what do you think? I mean, so this, you know, everyone's pointing to the whole Darksaber thing and like this is going to be, she gets injected into this story to explain how Moff Gideon became in possession of the Darksaber and became like the Mandalore or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Mandalorian, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, so maybe that becomes more of an ominous name as opposed to just we're calling the Mandalorian the Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. But I, I was trying to look up, I was just looking at my phone, I was just trying to look up her, the character's age again to try to make those comps. And I know like Katie Sackhoff is like 40. Uh, I don't know how old Bo-Katan's supposed to be in the Clone Wars. Like if she in her I 30s. tried looking it up and I can't, I can't find That's anybody. That's the thing. Matt and Martin like said, he's like, we don't give like birth dates unless we need to or something like that. Which is um, so smart. Way to go, Matt Martin. But you got to figure, <laughs> let's say she's of age or whatever. That's fine. You, you figure if Bo-Katan's going to show up and she's the voice of the character, you flip a coin. Is she going to show her face or not? She doesn't really need to. She can be masked and that's fine uh, in her armor. And you hear her voice and she's her. It's just, again, it's, it's another one of those things, though. It's like I was so into like Filoni and his like Star Wars education that he calls it and like taking his next step in live action. But I feel like this is almost like pulling himself back and like. It's like when you graduate college and then you go home and you start hanging out with your high school friends again and you start doing all that same stuff and you're like, yeah, I'm just kind of doing that same stuff again. It's like every time I hear him doing stuff where they're tossing Ahsoka back in the mix and all the stuff that he came up doing Star Wars, I feel like that pulls him back for me a little bit in storytelling. So, And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but it's just like, it's almost like he made Star Wars resistant so he can say, look, I made Star Wars, something with Star Wars that doesn't have Ahsoka in it. It's like... Clone Wars, Ahsoka. Rebels, Ahsoka. Mandalorian, Ahsoka. It's like, all right, we get it, man. You love Ahsoka. And then everything that that, that revolves around it. I know we're talking about Bo-Katan here, but it's just like those types of things come to my mind. And I guess my biggest fear about all this is fans, especially of the Clone Wars, love it so much. And you saw that so much when it ended. Like everyone was psyched about it. They thought it was a great finale. It wasn't like a Seinfeld situation or Game of Thrones where they like, they thought they punted it. Like everyone loved this finale. I I liked the Mandalorian because everyone started on page one together and it was all these new characters and there was no fan baggage or anything like that. And now it can be a situation where like, oh, I can't believe they did that to Bo-Katan. I can't believe they made Rex look like that. I can't believe Ahsoka wasn't Ashley Eckstein. I can't believe they brought Boba Fett back and he had two lines again. I can't friggin' believe they did that to him. It's like... Yeah, when are they going to actually do this whole thing that they're saying with these new stories? And I know we're saying make Solo 2 happen, and I know that's ironic, but for the Mandalorian, it was supposed to be this new thing. And they're just like, and it maybe, you know, like you say, this was their idea from the beginning, fine. That's fine, but and it's a little disappointing to me. And I'm not trying to be a bummer about it, because I'm sure I'll like it, and they'll do it well, because Favreau's king. Mm-hmm. But do you see what I'm saying with that a little bit? Even if you don't actually, agree, do you, like... I do. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I... I I 100% agree with that, but it's weird because I also 100% agree with, like, how do you tell some of these stories without getting certain characters involved, you know? But at the same time, there's a good argument. Like, I I understand, like, Ahsoka should probably be involved to this case, or Bo-Katan should probably, Sabrine should probably be involved in some case, you know? But it's, it's weird because the only reason I think Ahsoka would be involved is because, you know, this and this and this. Well, then where's Luke? You know, what's Luke doing at this time? Because he should be involved as well. Right. So it it, it starts to kind of get a little weird, but um when the Sebastian but I, Stan I agree. stuff comes out again. <laughs> yeah, no. Sebastian Stan involved in uh a... No, I mean, um I and and I think that would be cool if they did that, you know, if they wanted to do like what they did in uh Rise of Skywalker and just give like Luke a scene, like if they did a live action like CG younger Luke with uh the Ahsoka and then that that they're giving you a live action version of them meeting, you know that could be neat. I mean, even if it's just like a flashback stuff, thing, they can do. Did you see that like, um, Indiana Jones deep fake with uh, what's his name? Yeah, Tom Selleck. Or no, that was James Bond. 
No, not Tom Selleck. The Indiana. The guy. The guy. No, it, from it Jurassic was. World. It was Tom everybody Selleck wants as to be James Bond. Chris is what Pratt. I was thinking Pratt. of. Chris Pratt. Yes, Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones, oh. and it looked like seamless. I thought Tom Holland as uh, Michael J. Fox was the best one I've seen. That was good too. So, and they did Robert Downey Jr. as Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Like they could do it. Like it's they could scary. probably bring Luke back if they wanted to. Probably. What's weird is that's not the technology that ILM uses. I know. Yeah. And it's kind of strange because people complain about, you know, Rogue One, for instance, and then you see, like, a a guy on YouTube. Being Keanu <laughs> Reeves, like, makes yeah. this awesome video, and you're like, okay, now what if what is that technology in ILM's hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do, do they just not have faith in that at all? Because I feel like if anybody was going to use utilize that technology with supercomputers they could probably do it what are we talking about again katie sackoff (laughs) (laughs) well we should just get into the next one because he's getting interesting (laughs) more and more yeah i mean and so so then there's let's talk about it you know we're hearing ahsoka is coming back we're hearing boba fett and captain rex coming back Mm -hmm. we're also hearing now that bo katan is coming back and it's still being rumored around now. Um, Noah Outlaw on Twitter says he's hearing from a lot of people that Sabine Wren is rumored to come back in Mando season two. And again, this is kind of one of those things where it's like all all of her friends are over here. So why wouldn't she be there, too? Um, any thoughts on this, Lacey, about Sabine Wren being in Mandalorian season two? I'm not a huge Sabine fan, but. I kind of laughed a little bit when I read this because it's like being played by WWE wrestler Sasha Banks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not that I don't think wrestlers are good actors. It's fine, guys. It's just funny that the it's just by WWE wrestler. But at the same time, he hired an MMA fighter to play a main character in his show. So I, it isn't mm-hmm. weird for Jon Favreau to be like, you know what? Let me give this person a chance because they've shown me that they can do it. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like I go back to it. It's the Oprah thing. It's like everybody and their brother is in this show now. (laughs) Like every Star Wars character. And I fall back to kind of what John was saying, which is the thing I loved about The Mandalorian was that it was new, it was different, and it was characters that I didn't know. And that's what I liked about it because it was something new that no one can say that they knew better than me. No one can claim that they're a bigger fan than me. No one can claim... That, you know, this character isn't supposed to be this way because we're all the same. We're all in the same boat. We're just learning about these things. So um, I get nervous when I see characters that everybody, especially ones with huge, like, passionate fan bases like Ahsoka or Boba Fett coming into a show like this just for the same reason that John said, which is, like, I could just see it backfiring on them no matter what because everybody has expectations they have expectations with Luke Skywalker, with Leia, with Rey, with Kylo Ren, with Ben Solo, with everybody. There's always expectations. And if you don't meet them, people get angry. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying they're not allowed to be angry because everybody feels passionately about Star Wars and has their own connection to it. And that's fine. Um, I just liked living in this period of time where we were all liking The Mandalorian and it was the one thing that we could all agree on was awesome. So I'd like to keep that going for as long as possible. Man, I I hear that like 100%. But I also think back to The Mandalorian and what gets me excited about season two. And it's the Darksaber stuff. Oh, of course. Which is like I would be excited for the show to continue on. And I'd be like, oh, okay, it's him and and Tiny and they're going on these new adventures and stuff. And they could kind of tease it up and they could be like, hey, they're going to be going to these planets and meeting these people or something, whatever. And I'd be excited about it. But the fact that I know that I have that connection to a, another story gets me even more excited about it. Like, because the dark saber is there, that's why they hold it off to, as the big reveal as the, the cliffhanger of that first season. Yeah. Who, because does anybody I think supposed to have the it connectivity after? is what makes it, makes you go bah, yeah. crazy. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Does, is anybody supposed to have it after him as of we know of, or right now it is where it is. The dark saber. He, um, he has it. I know he has it, but is any well, no, no, content yeah, but she's after saying, like, this, does someone have it? Pre The Force Awakens, oh, does so. a character have it or anything? No. Okay, so that's he's, kind of exciting. So the they don't have result. to go yeah. backwards then. 
Like they don't no, have well, to go backwards. Some people think they may use Bo-Katan as a flashback scene uh, and showing how he got yeah. it from her. Well, that's Lacey, fine. I, I know you're not like caught up on the animated stuff. So to, to give like the brief history, we saw it in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And then Maul got it in the Clone Wars yeah. and had it. Mm-hmm. And then the next we see it was in Rebels. Ezra took it from Maul mm-hmm. and gave it to Sabine. Yes. And she was supposed to be the ruler of Mandalore. And she was like, I can't do this responsibility. Yeah. So she gave it to Bo-Katan. And Bo-Katan was like, all right, fine. I will be the leader of Mandalore. Right. right. So, so the question we, is, the, how did it go show, from Bo-Katan to... So it's been, yeah. it's been about 10 Correct. years. And we're is not it sh- more likely yeah. a flashback? Or is it going to be her like showing up to try to take it back? My problem right. is like, like linking everything the... in timeline-wise. Like I'm so bad with like time... With the exception of like obviously the main movies. Like all the books and stuff. I'm always like, did this happen before mm-hmm. or after this? <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, you just got to remember like Rebels is always right around uh, episode four. Sure. And like try, try to do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they could potentially um, do a flashback, but... Like you said, James, the thing that makes you excited, they don't necessarily have to pull in older characters, though. They could just do a flashback and that could be it and then move forward. Or are you saying what got you excited is yeah. that they could potentially bring in characters that you know? Well, it d- doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like e- either way, th- the fact that they're I think one of the discussions that we're having is should they be bringing in things that have baggage? Right. Yeah. All Star Wars is bad. And, and I and I'm saying I get that. I totally get that. Why can't it just be clean and what it is? The show's called The Mandalorian, so you have to think that you have to reference and do a lot of this stuff that revolves around sure. their culture. And a lot of that stuff happened in Clone Wars and it happened in Rebels because it didn't happen in the movies. And you have right. to explain so that. So then yeah. so then now you have Dave Filoni who's a, a showrunner for this live action series. And wouldn't you know it, he was also the showrunner on the only other two things that involved the Mandalorian and their culture. Well, I think Favreau's so it almost kind of makes sense that all of the, well, I think, I think they're co right. Not by title. Maybe not. Okay. But when, when you think of whose show it is, it's Favreau. Depends on what fan uh, you ask. Yeah, I, I get that. But I, but I've always seen them as kind of like, they're both handling yeah, that. They're, they're like co-doing things. But yeah. the other part of that too, yeah. James, is I get what you're saying too, is they have to kind of bring in some of these characters because they have to explain the significance of it without going into too much detail because otherwise just people that aren't Star Wars fans are going to be lost. So they have to do a little explaining. So I'm interested to I, see how they I, do that. Yeah. And they can't let the show get hijacked either. Right. Yeah. Which... Which I always thought Rebels did a really good job at it. Sure. Just when you think the show's going to turn into somebody else's show, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But the Re- Rebels is 24 episodes. This is eight. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah. I understand. I'm just saying I think Dave Filoni does a good job at like not being like, uh, well, they kind of lose track of Ezra after season three, and he's not the main character anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they do that. They always, they would go into like these branches with the other characters, but it was at the core always this person's story um Um, i have two more points on this whole thing i have a question Mm -hmm. how do you guys feel about sabine ren being played by a wrestler so that's one that was one of my points oh well there you go so people are like so this wrestler has (laughs) um she looks a little bit like she could be sabine she also has purple hair when she wrestles and sabine has like purple hair so she must be playing sabine it's like maybe sasha banks well she was rumored long before right didn't we hear that this particular actress was involved with the Mandalorian like just that a while ago, just that she's in the show. No. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so people are just taking the fact that she's involved with the show and trying to connect the dots with her to Sabine. That's all. People know you can dye hair, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that she hasn't acted at all, because Gina Carano has been in, was in movies. She was in Deadpool. You know, she's been in big movies and has, been in those situations and acted before sasha banks has literally done nothing besides wrestling so that's like a bit yeah that, that's which is kind of acting but not acting. which means yeah. if you're she's not gonna have a big role let's put it this way so whether she's playing a, a fighter in a, a bar who faces off against you know cara dune or she plays sabine that means sabine's gonna be in the show for 11 seconds you know sure and then the other thing the back to the katie sackoff thing real quick this has to like devastate Ashley Eckstein because she wanted to 
play the role or at least audition for it. Didn't get a shot. Rosario Dawson gets the role. And then she sees another Clone Wars voice actor get the role she played. And she's going to be playing that live action. Not getting the shot alone is probably upsetting. Especially when it's like Filoni saying like, you're not get we're not giving you a shot here. But seeing another actor from the Clone Wars do the exact same thing you wanted to just audition for has to be just like a kick to the face. There's no other way to put it. Right, because we didn't we hear that she tried to audition for it or wanted uh, to. I, I I don't know. It's a lot of rumblings. Out I there. think it's weird, man. I I I don't know. I would hate to be Ashley's friend right now because I'd be like. I don't know. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I know, but it's like, like her to me, life legacy is Ahsoka. I know, but you don't look like Ahsoka, and and you're you're not known for your live action roles, right? But Pedro didn't do like all season one Mandalorian, and he voiced it. But the, but he's wearing a helmet. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I guess. Like I don't know much about Katie Sackhoff's live action resume, to be honest with you. She's in um, to, Battlestar Galactica, right? To be honest, I feel like she's known as an actor. Okay, she like, is. She's okay. she is been in movies. She's been in TV shows, and that's just that's her career. It just so happens she was also a voice in this show. I, this I guess I'm just saying show. it. It has to be the salt on the wound to not be cliche about it. It's definitely devastating. Like you're upset already, and then you then you hear like that, and you're like, oh, yeah. And again, she released a statement saying she she understands it and she hoped. But like oh, we read yeah. into that statement and it sounded like she was definitely hurting. And I feel for her. I, I feel terrible if this is because, again, all these aren't official from Lucasfilm. So we're taking them to the extent of they're coming from major trades. But at the same time, there is a chance that they could be wrong. Well, yeah. And also, yeah. she's she's the only one with an income in the family right now. Yeah. <laughs> David Eckstein retired from baseball a while ago. I don't know what he's doing. I'm just kind of kidding around. But she probably he wants runs to the stay. business with her. Yeah, but I'm saying she probably wants to stay in good graces with them in case they want to bring Ahsoka back for animated and you know video games and other stuff. You know, she doesn't want to burn bridges. But I'm sure behind the scenes she's probably pretty cut up about it. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny too. Like all of this news with new actors coming in and being announced for so and so. Um, I mean, we didn't even talk about the ones that we like kind of just we rumor reviewed it <laughs> rumor in theory review, you know, like Hayden Christensen being associated with projects coming up, uh, Natalie Portman being associated with projects coming up. It's like, get out of here. Like, I just feel like I think I don't know if it was you, John or, or Lacey, but one of you said recently that you were discussing with someone and they said, I'm sick of the announcements of the people who are involved in the projects, tell us about the projects. I think I said that, that. I didn't say that. Just you? Yeah, John. Bush. I thought you said you were talking to someone, and that was the vibe. It doesn't really matter. And it's it's almost like messed with my head since then because I've been <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I I I don't want to hear Hayden Christensen involved in a future project. You know what I mean? It's like. I just want to hear, like, I don't know. I just want to hear what is going on. I want to hear the, the canon story. I want to hear the, yeah. the, the project, what, what is happening. And yeah. I'm, I am getting tired of hearing about so-and-so writer <laughs> was fired and they're bringing in so-and-so writer. Yeah. And now this new person's the showrunner. And now this other person who worked on the show is doing an, James, a show. James Reddy, it's Ma- like, Mad Lib, oh, Mad Lib so Star sick Wars. Of this. Kathleen Kennedy's in her. No, it is. She has her notepad. She's like, blank is developing a blank for Disney Plus with co-written by blank. She's looking at Michelle yeah. being like, give me an adjective. What should we call and, it? What's, and all what's of the working them... project for this? Um, Just call it Untitled Star Wars Movie. And we'll just put like 2034 on it. And then we'll worry about it later. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the thing is like the Mad Libs is like, it's just full of like writer uh showrunner show director developing it's just all all these things actor yeah. you know and, and it's like all of these real people yeah. and and none of it is like actually like write in a popular th- a thing unless it's like a rumor mm-hmm. you know JD I mean? Dillard is writing and executive producing a Star Wars movie yes which is which is the real story but then <laughs> but then what we talk about is 
is it this project or this project or this project or this and project? And it always ends with completely unknown project. Where the hell's Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And and all Ryan I want to hear is like a, the announcement of a an a real like the last real official announcement we got of anything was that Kenobi was happening, right? Yeah. 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 Which is August. Yeah. <sighs> Not even like a new animated show or anything. Did you guys know that Ryan Johnson like, is writing a new Star Wars trilogy and directing the first one only? What? What? I was on Star Wars, StarWars.com in 2017. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, well, that's that's pretty much all we can talk about on the Resistance Report. So let's head over to the next segment. Lacey? Time for the Scoundrels Rundown. Because I'm a scoundrel, apparently. Punch on three. One, two, three. Punch it. Punch, Punch it. it. What was that accent? Punch it. That was weird. Bob Punchit is the CEO now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On Thursday's episode, we'll be joined by the author of The Making of the Empire Strikes Back, who last year revealed to us that George Lucas hated Mara Jade. Meh. That was insane. People really got offended by that. That took off. Which made me laugh. Um, which is funny because that robot chicken clip that I always tweet with George where he's so funny. He's like, I didn't invent Marjade. Get out. Yeah. Which is exactly what. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see what other fun stuff we can get into this time with J.W. Rinsler as he joins us to discuss Empire on its 40th anniversary. I know John is super pumped. Oh. Empire is his favorite movie. Yeah. So it's going to be a good day for John. <laughs> us too, but especially John. All right. <laughs> Become a resistance officer if you'd like to access if you'd like access to more content or would just like to support us. Join us now at patreon.com/resistancebroadcast. You'll immediately gain access to exclusive content including eight mini episodes, monthly Q&As, polls, behind the scenes videos, and you qualify for the other benefits that come with being a resistance officer at each tier. So if you are thinking about joining, now is the time. And like I said earlier, guys, you get special access to all different types of stuff, including early signups for the virtual cantina. So, yes, we want to sp- send a special thank you to our generals, which is Mello, a.k.a. Grey Jedi, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Beer Fett, and Val <laughs> Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and again, guys, fun fact of the day. We have moved our merch store to teespring.com. Head over to teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast to find TRB gear, which includes updates to current designs, new apparel options, and some new designs, including the Mando Fan Show and all the Sith t-shirt featuring the one true emperor. You guys asked for a Mando Fan Show shirt. It's up there. Go get one. Mm-hmm. I have to get a Mando fan show shirt. I know, so do I. So just ignore way, that. You get one too. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, too, like one of the reasons we moved over to Teespring was so that we could do fun, random things like flash sales. Yes. So you guys better be following us on Twitter at rbat. Wait, R R B A T S. We changed the handle. No, I might. <laughs> R-B-A-T-W-W-W.starwars. <laughs> R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. I apologize. My brain was moving faster than my mouth. It happens a lot. Uh, yeah, make sure you're following us there because we put up like one hour sales, $15 t-shirts. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, Promo James, codes, other I know this, is the, like I know this yeah. is the rundown, but James like popped in. He's like, guys, let's just do a one hour sale like in 20 minutes. Yeah, like, I did. All right. Because <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It was coming up, and I was like, oh, this would be a good time to do it. I bet I could ask them. It's just fun. We like to do fun things. And then the first sale that went through, James was like, someone bought a in the flash sale. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Also, last but not least, remember to check out the Mando Fan Show, which comes out every Friday on our YouTube channel and the podcast feed. We're reviewing the gallery, Disney Gallery series, the docuseries about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome so far, so make sure that you're catching up yourself every Friday. We already have two episodes up. 
first episode is episode one and two of the series, and then we go into episode three. Um, it's a good time. We love that show. We were excited to bring it back, so definitely check it out. So now we're going to go... We did episode three last Friday. Yeah. But it was yeah. our second episode. It was our second episode of oh. the Doctor series. Sorry, that was a little confusing. We reviewed one, two, and three. They're over there. Mm-hmm. YouTube podcast feed. All right. So now we're going to go to John with Ask the Resistance. So until next time, Chewy, get us out of here. Okay, that is right. It is time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Okay, Lacey, this first one is going to you. This is from Carla Wilson at Formula One Nana. So she is a Nana who likes to race very fast cars, apparently. (laughs) Um, So Carla, I hope uh, you're safe out there racing around the tracks, asked, Why, oh, why did they kill Ben? And I assume she meant Solo. So... (laughs) Oh, geez, Carla. First of all, hello. Hope you are well, Carla. She's talking about Spider-Man. So Uncle Ben had to die so that Peter Parker could learn his hero's journey and know that he could put on the suit as Spider-Man and know that his choices could make a difference inside the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I know that's not what you mean. So honestly, this is like the toughest question I've gotten ever. And the reason because it's a real hot topic. Um... So I'm going to give you a two-part answer. My first part of the answer is they had to kill him because he did a lot of terrible things. So he had to atone for them um, within the series. And I'm not saying this for my own personal, like, that's what I wanted for the character because it isn't, which is why this is a two-part answer. But tons of people that I talked to have said that. They're like, there is no way that guy could have a happy ending. He killed so many people. Like, he did terrible things. Like, he had to... Mm kind of atone for those mistakes that he's made also he did the one thing that anakin couldn't do and i said this back in the review for the rise of skywalker which was he saved the woman that he did care about which anakin couldn't do with padme he did it with ray he gave his life for her so there had to be a one-to-one relation with that so he gave his life he died ray went on to live and carry on the skywalker name and become the future jedi that i'm sure we're going to get more movies with on a personal side I'm not happy he died. I think leading up to the Rise of Skywalker, I said numerous times, there's no way they're going to kill him. He's Han and Leia's son. They would never do that. And they did. It's not my character. It's not my decision. I respect JJ in the sense that he's the one that wrote the character, came up with Ben, came up with Kylo Ren, knew what the character's journey was always going to be. And I think we learned that more through our conversation last week with, with Eunice than ever before, is that JJ and Kathleen had a very clear idea of what they wanted for their character. So... I don't think it's fair for me to be angry or upset with where they took Ben, but am I happy about it? No, <laughs> I, I really wanted him to be Ben Solo, but yeah. crappy stuff happens to characters that we love and it makes the story more meaningful um, sometimes when things don't go the way we want them to. So that's my answer. I am still sad about Ben. Hope that right. gave you some type of answer, Carla. Right on. Yeah. Well, well done. Thanks. All right. James, you are up. This is from Darth Mucky. He is a commander, actually, on uh, Patreon. So thank you for this question here. Mr. Mucky, or Darth, sorry. I just think of the Pokemon. Mucky, like the... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he asked, seeing as though we have background on Ahsoka following her faked death, do you think there may be a novel or animated show discussing Captain Rex after Clone Wars to Rebels? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I think I mentioned this. Um, I don't know exactly when I what I did, but uh, when the series finale came out, my nephew contacted me to say, you know, hey, what what's going on with these characters, and do you think they'll do this? And one of the things that he mentioned that I hadn't thought of is an explanation of how Rex, who is alone, in the fact that he has the chip fixed you know, or it's been removed or whatever you want to explain it as, but he's fine. And then the next time we see him, he's got a couple of his other close clone buddies who also, um, you know, are fixed or okay. You know, it's talking Wolf and Gregor and them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
uh, he said because he's always he kind of he likes the movies but he was like really got his like his young impressionable mind with the clone wars right so he was really interested in in how that connects and i thought you know that's great i want to hear that story too um the ahsoka novel really doesn't talk too much about uh rex particularly and i think that he's kind of open uh to whatever story we want to do in this time frame so i say i say i would love to see it but I think the question here is, um, do we think we're going to get a novel or an animated show? And between the two, I got to think someone's going to write a novel. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that novel is going to be, you know, Rex on his own adventure and who he he'll bring in some new characters we've never met before to help him save his brothers. And that and it's risky because what the heck, dude, these guys are like messed up. Right. You know, Um but I and and I'm first in line to buy that novel. I've already got it pre-ordered. I know. <laughs> um, okay, last one here by Marty Beaumont at Marty Beaumont. Way to get your handle, Marty. Good job. I'm proud of you, Marty. Marty, look at me. I'm proud of you. All right. <laughs> Marty asks, "What do you think the plot will be for the Kenobi series?" Just debating this with my son, and would love to hear your thoughts on potential storylines and character tie-ins. So I was thinking about this, and if they're going to keep it as a um, like a limited mini series, I think it's going to be a twofold type of situation where you're going to have uh, Yoda and Qui-Gon kind of preparing Obi-Wan on how to train Luke and make sure that they don't lose him to the dark side the way they lost Anakin. I think that's going to be the biggest focus. I think you're going to get a nine-year-old kid as a Luke Skywalker that is going to be in this show um, because it makes sense because Luke showed that he knew exactly who Ben Kenobi was when he saw him in a new hope. So they have encountered each other before. It wouldn't be forced. It wouldn't be weird. And then the other part, I could see Palpatine, um, almost in a similar way where we see like he wanted to go after Ray as a child, um, sending people to go after Luke, uh, and sending these people out to go find Luke and whether that's, um, like the, um, from Rebels. The ones, the assassins. Oh, the um, inquisitors. Yes, like the inquisitors. Uh, after t- Luke and maybe Obi Wan is kind of that that wall in front of uh, Luke to protect him, uh, to save him um, from from the outskirts, and 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 he can't really reveal why. And then you have Uncle Owen. There's gonna be con- like tension between him and Ben because Ben can't fully explain why he's doing that for Luke. So I think there's gonna be a lot of that. You know, stay away from him. He's uh, he's my son now, kind of like a Clark. Uh, Clark Kent and his father, Jonathan, sort of situation. So I think a lot of those types mm-hmm. of beats um, and make it a personal story, but also uh, without making it ridiculous and have Obi-Wan do all these ridiculous things he shouldn't be doing during that time. So that's my take. I don't know. Let me know what you and your son thought. Uh, who was I more aligned with? And then uh, we'll talk about it uh, later on. But appreciate the question. Uh, but that takes us to the end of the show, guys. We are up against it. So we got to get out of here because we have more, uh, more stuff to get done here. But we want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter, as Lacey said, at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Make sure you're subscribed to... That's the right to, one. Yeah. Make sure you're <laughs> subscribed to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, wherever you find your podcast. We'll be there, including the Mando Fan Show also. Um, and make sure you're heading to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Make Solo 2 happen day one week from today. Use the hashtag everywhere possible and do it as much as possible because uh, we're going to do some sort of a giveaway. We'll release more info on that later on in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but just make sure you're ready. It's going to be a fun day. And that's the, that's what's most important. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, you can find me at Myra Trunks. Wow, right Smooth. there. Smooth. Smooth out that post production. Oh, that's on Twitter and Instagram, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey? People can find me still missing Ben Solo because it still hurts at Lacey Gillerin on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> that question really was like a knife or even like a lightsaber right to the chest, like he did yeah. with Han Solo. Being so dramatic, Lacey. Yeah. yeah. Just really that's so 2019. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> aren't people over <laughs> by now uh, so God, seriously. we hope you guys enjoy your week we will see you on Thursday for the anniversary the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back with who better 
then J.W. Rensler is going to join us to talk all about um, the making of The Empire Strikes Back, his famous book, and uh, just uh, feed our questions to him and learn more about what went on with making that movie and why it's been such a classic over all this time and all that good stuff. So enjoy your weeks. We'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.